G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it, it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25-year-old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater Today we're speaking with the winner of The Voice 2021, Bella Taylor-Smith, how are you? Hello, I'm wonderful, thank you, how are you doing? <laughs> Very good, it's such a, uh, a wonderful thing to be able to catch up with you My wife and I and my kids loved watching The Voice And every time you were on we were like, go Bella, Bella, Bella And uh, <laughs> so so happy that uh, you've uh, been so successful um, let's find out a bit of your story today. What's your background? Where were you born and raised? Yeah, so born and raised in Sydney. I grew up in Concord, which is like in the inner western Sydney. That's where I went to high school um, and actually where I started going to my local youth group, which is pretty nice. Oh, very cool. Okay. So yeah. did you have like a religious upbringing? Did your parents send you to church as a young age? or? No, no, not at all. Um, not at all, actually. Didn't grow up going to church, didn't grow up, you know, learning Bible stories or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just like my family was sort of spiritual, I guess, like not particularly close. My dad grew up um, in a Christian home, but kind of fell away in his young adulthood. And yeah, so nothing like that at all. And I was just going to my high school and one of the girls at my high school was going to her local youth group and she just hassled me and hassled me <laughs> and hassled me um, when I was about 15. Uh, to to go and visit and see if I liked it, and I was super uninterested, but eventually caved, and yeah, it changed my life really. So oh, I'm very thankful cool. to her. And which uh, which church was that youth group with? Yes, yeah, so it was one of the Hillsong um, extensions in Sydney. Okay, fantastic. Well, I yeah. had the privilege of. Uh, uh, teaching at Hillsong Conference when I did a I did a a drama elective at a youth part of Hillsong oh. many many years ago, and uh, got That's to know cool. uh, a guy named Phil Dooley who used to be the youth pastor many years oh, ago. Yeah. You know Phil? Now he's in South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in South Africa now with mm. his wife. So good. So yeah, I've had a bit so of connection cool. over the years, and you know it really is incredible that this little church in Balkham Hills has now yes. got, you know, campuses all over the world and uh, had uh, music that's sung in probably 90, 99% of churches around the world. Um, so did you yeah. did you always have a, a, a heart for music as a young person as well? To be honest, until I started going to church, I have always been able to sing, um, but never really had any kind of drive or desire or probably the best way to describe it is I didn't really understand why I could do it, to yeah. be completely honest with you. And so I started going to church when I was 15, but I actually didn't get saved um, until a year of attending church. So I just went to the youth group for a year. I loved that they had like, you know, 
our, the worship at our church is so incredible. The songs mm-hmm. are so beautiful, and they have some really awesome teaching as well. So I was just kind of observing and learning and deciding if it was something that I wanted to like align with and believe. And then I went to our summer camp, and I actually got saved in worship, which is sort of was a catalyst for me of how special it would become and how special music would become for, for my life and for my faith as well. You know, I got saved at a youth camp when I was 15. You know, I was raised in a Christian home, but at a youth camp, there's something about it. You just get away from your normal life and you're there and and a great way to make a big decision like that. So was there a big change in your life after making that commitment to the Lord? I think as soon as I decided, we were singing um, End of Days, so the lyrics, uh, I'm going to sing until my voice won't let me. And I just remember like lifting my hands and singing those words. And then I kind of decided like, oh, I actually think that I believe that. And I had, you know, an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And um, and then from there on, honestly, my life didn't change that much in the way that I kind of acted and behaved. It really felt like I'd just come home and it was where I had meant to be my whole life. So that was really incredible and just felt really right. But Honestly, the church was so impactful for me growing up. I didn't really have the most family support at all. So having that community was what changed my life really significantly, especially physically changed my life, you know. And so it can be awkward when you make a commitment like that and your family aren't into it. How did your family Mm -hmm. react and and how are they now with with all this faith stuff that you've got, you know? My family's super blended, (laughs) you know, so... It, to be honest, it's quite a like quite a feat to explain the dynamic. Yeah. Um. But they weren't super keen. Um. You know, especially being a part of such a big church, like there's controversy everywhere, and you know, it can be challenging communicating that. Like I've suddenly decided to be a part of this belief system, and like I believe in God and have a relationship with Jesus, and um, I think that was quite challenging. And even now, like. Only in the last kind of three or four months did my dad get saved, which is incredible because um, he's had a really heavy kind of last six or so years. Mm-hmm. Um, so he actually just got saved, which is incredible. And he's he's the first one other than me. So hopefully more to come. Yeah. Let's pray for all your family to come to faith. That's awesome. And I'm also yeah. curious to know about how you got into the worship team at Hillsong because like I saw a video of you singing, um, was it, I think, How Great They Are? Was that the big one that went viral? Uh, but- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How did you get yeah, into the worship team there? Yeah. Um, so my extension service was like maybe 200 people at the time. And um, I was just kind of like singing. I think we were sitting on a hill or something at camp. Um, so I'd already been going to church for a year, but hadn't really made that decision to follow Christ. And then we were sitting on a hill and someone was playing guitar and I like started singing along with the group. And then the youth worship pastor at the time was kind of sitting in that little circle. So he heard me sing. And then a few months later, I kind of started serving and like singing a little bit at church. And then from there, yeah, so from when I was 16, I was serving like every Friday and every Sunday, you know, singing on the worship team. And then after I finished school, I went to Bible college. Mm-hmm. And so I started singing more and more. And then started singing at our Hills location as well. So I've been doing that at Hills for the last like six six or seven years now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've been there for a while. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of our listeners would have heard of, 
you know, people like Brooke and Joel and Ruben yeah. and Darlene and, you know, over, over the mm-hmm. years there's been so many different people at Hillsong that have sung. Who, who are the ones yeah. that have really taken you under their wing? Because I know that's a big part of the Hillsong culture. They, they want to raise up the next generation and uh, they mentor and train people up. Who's, who's taken you under their wing? I mean, Taya is probably one of the kindest people on the planet. Mm-hmm. So she's incredible and has been so amazing. But probably the most, the, the person who I'm closest to as far as like that kind of discipleship would be Hannah Hobbs. She mm-hmm. is one of the worship pastors at our city campuses and, and is one of our worship leaders and songwriters and is in Hillsong Worship and is probably just the most consistent and caring pastor I've ever encountered. So I couldn't be more thankful for her. Incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. And, you know, like I, yeah. I think of Taya's story, you know, like I grew up in Coffs Harbour in New South Wales and I remember hearing yeah. Taya's story that she was a Lismore girl just up the road from me. Yeah. Just to, you know, and, and I'm actually mates with the, the pastor um, who, where she went to her, his church in, in Lismore, you know. So she was in this little right. church in the middle of mid-north coast New South Wales, you know, goes yeah. to Sydney, you know, and then ends up auditioning and, and singing Oceans. And, you know, like what an incredible story yeah. of how God has yeah. used her to reach the world with her music, huh? Yeah, mm. she is an amazing human all along with that, you know, which is just so nice. Mm, so good. Now, a very important question. We'll move on to your music shortly, but very important question, you know. Yeah. Um, I know Hillsong has like the three levels. There's the youth, you know, Hillsong Young and Free, the doof doof music for the young, oh, yeah. you know. There's the United for, you know, the middle age kind of young adult family, you know. And then there's Hillsong <laughs> Worship for the oldies like me, you know. Um, <laughs> where, where, do you, where do you see yourself? You know, are you, are you for the oldies, the middle or the youngins? What, well, you know, where are you at? Um, I think I've been so serving in youth ministry like since I got saved pretty much so I love I love our youth ministry but if I had to pick I'd probably pick Hillsong Worship okay. just because that's kind of like our church yeah like that's our our church's reflection like our local church's reflection of worship and they're the songs that you know we sing on Sundays and that our congregation loves and that really kind of like teach and shape the way our local church feels so yeah, yeah that was, cool if I had to pick Let's talk about your music. So the voice was incredible. I, I didn't actually watch much of it early on until my wife mm-hmm. said, honey, you got to hear this girl, Bella. And, oh. <laughs> and and then I listened to and I heard that one, the guy Sebastian Duet, The Prayer, and oh, I had oh, shivers okay. up all over my body. I was like, <laughs> wow. And, you know, you've got, you're blessed, you know. You've got an incredible voice. You've got the anointing on your life, Thank you know. You. Tell us what it was like Thank being mentored you. by Guy, who's, a you know, another fellow believer. Yeah, honestly, I couldn't have asked for someone more patient and gracious. He really took me under his wing a lot. Even now, you know, he really genuinely cares about me as an individual and like my personhood and my career and making sure that, you know, I'm sane and taken care of and all those kinds of things. So he was just nothing but a pleasure to work with and like, you know, a little bit of like a fangirl moment getting to sing with him (laughs) just because he's so incredibly talented. But, yeah, and, and the way he loves his wife and kids is really special too. So he's mm. a great example to me. Mm, so good. And tell us a bit about your new music you're releasing. Yeah, so um, Haya came out uh, when The Voice kind of finished airing. So it was my winner single that came out, which is so cool. So that's on all streaming services. Um, and I'm actually, this is the first time I'm going to say it. I don't even know if I'm allowed to, but I'm going to be releasing like a stripped version, an acoustic version of the song um, in October. So that's really cool. It's, I actually recorded it yesterday. So ah. I'm really excited for that. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, just going to be releasing music as quickly as I possibly can, but stuff that I've written myself and 
that I really love and that supports kind of my beliefs and, and how I personally walk situations in my life. So I'm really keen for people to hear it. I hope people love it. <laughs> and tell us how you how the songs come to you. How do you write them down? What, you know, what's your process? Um, well, I write a lot with my partner, Josh. So he's amazing. He's a producer as well. We met each other at church, which is so nice. Um, and we just kind of sit down with an acoustic guitar or with, you know, on the piano and... I really enjoy songwriting. It was definitely not something that I ever felt um, before The Voice. I, I never wanted to work in the music industry or really songwrite. I just always kind of saw myself working in church. And then, like, I felt my heart kind of soften at the, the end of last year and have started writing a lot and, and getting in the industry and stuff. So I feel like God's been really gracious in, like, opening that mm. up for me. But, yeah, just an acoustic or piano. And awesome. then I just kind of go for it. Yeah. And Bella, you know, we've got to wrap it up soon, but I know that there's many people struggling with anxiety, fear, worry about the future at the moment. And, you know, yeah. we need people like yourself who are, you know, not just bringing us good music, but giving giving us a good message of hope as well at the moment. For those that are listening that are struggling right now, what, what would be a message of yeah. hope that you could bring uh, to our listeners? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is as long as we're doing the very best that we can, that there's nothing that we can possibly do more and I trust and have faith and know that you know Jesus blesses us and blesses our obedience and as long as we just take things one at one step at a time and do our best and that's what I've been doing this year you know with all the craziness but as long as we just yeah take one step at a time one day after another and know that we we're doing everything that we can I I have full faith that the Lord will bless us and keep us safe and you know, yeah, just one day at a time is my biggest thing at the moment, for sure. That's so good. And, and I'm curious to know about your personal devotional time with God. What do you do every day to, to get closer to God? Yeah. Um, you know, Church Online has been challenging, I think, for everyone. So I was just talking about it with my partner last week about trying something new. So, you know, we do church on a Sunday and then um, in the mornings I listen to worship music and read my Bible. But we're thinking actually on a Sunday now of doing like a little Bible study at home, mm-hmm. just because I feel like church online can be a little bit, um, it can feel a little bit challenging, you yeah. know, and not that we're not going to continue to participate in that, but I think we're going to sit down and read the Bible together with my partner and his family and, and discuss it and actually get into the word a little bit mm-hmm. and try to spend some time, you know, learning a bit more about who Jesus is. So good. You know, I, don't, I don't know if that makes sense. Obviously we do that at church, but. I yep. think that's a bit of a priority for us at the moment. Yep, so good. Well, they say it's important to have your personal devotional time with God and then you've got to have like yeah. a small connect group that you're, you know, opening up God's Word together and then the greater yeah. body of Christ as well. Yes, uh, it's good that course. you've got yeah. to focus on all three of those. And, you know, we yeah. pray the Lord will bless you, Bella, that you'll stay, uh, oh, you know, grounded you. and that many doors will open for you as you're travelling around the country performing and, and online as well. We are so yeah. blessed to... Uh, have you uh, uh, join us on the radio today. Bella, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I hope you guys have a blessed day. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. There you'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater, and my challenge to you now is to go and make history.
This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to bibleleague.com.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.